0: The, the Long box, box Crusade, crusade presents, 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 presents Fan Bill Friday. Friday. Welcome to another episode of Fan Film Fridays here on the Longbox Crusade Network. I am your host, Clinton Robinson, down in the basement. But of course, since this is an episode of Fan Film Fridays, I'm not alone because actually I'm very entertained. Jason has come down to start preparing for his title fight against the Bear. That's right, fans of action film face-off. Jason is definitely, absolutely, completely and totally going to fight a bear in an arena full of spikes. He's going to put that Navy SEAL training to the test. And if you think I'm lying, well, you're about 99% right. But that's
1: okay. Yeah, the 1% is I'm going to fight a bear.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Eventually, see what happened was it's tax season, and you know we've been using this this cage as a tax write off, and now the IRS is saying if I don't actually fight a bear, one of us has to fight a bear in the cage, or else you know we're in violation to tax code or something. So, <laughs> looks like this is happening.
0: Yep, but that's okay because you've got the world's best trainer in your corner. That's right, folks. It is the MVP, the captivating Kathy Bright, a.k.a. Knockout Punch Kathy.
2: Oh, I like that in addition to the MVP. I'm going to, I might have to use that.
0: Just don't use it against the bear. You know, we we want this to go at least three full rounds. I can handle that. All right. Well, since you two are down here and I mean, I guess basements are the best place to train for bear fights. Maybe it's just because there are spikes down here. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, you two want to take like a little bit of a breather and watch a fan film. You know, let's let's churn out an episode so Pat doesn't actually start charging me rent.
1: Sounds like a plan yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, your content's been a little
0: light. We better uh, we better make something happen here, Clinton. <laughs> All righty, well, you're both in luck because I have a wonderful little James Bond fan film for you guys. It's called In the Blink of an Eye. And of course, I know you both are overly familiar with James Bond. Good old Agent 007 needs no real introduction. Jason, you and I have covered a James Bond fan film before. So, you know, listeners should definitely know who Bond is, if even just by pop culture osmosis. Yep, yep, we sure have. Uh, before we dive in, though, Kathy, what, um, did you have a lot of experience with Bond before uh, joining the LBC?
2: I obviously did not have the the amount of experiences that the Albrick boys did, but <laughs>
0: well, who does,
2: <laughs> right? Um, no, I watched um Live and Let Die, and um,
1: I know you watched Thunderball because you sent me uh, <laughs> you sent me video footage of Jared falling asleep slipping <laughs> the chair in front of Thunderball, so I know you were there.
2: <laughs> True, but um, I, I've had them all on DVD like for twenty years. Whenever the last um why can I not think of anybody's name right now uh Pierce Brosnan's coming out (laughs) um I've had them all on DVD but I I'm of the age where every weekend they were playing either for your eyes only or live and let die on tv so that was kind of my introduction (laughs) but my first at the movie theater that I remember mind you I don't have a great memory was uh probably Goldeneye which led me to my love of Pierce Brosnan
0: it wasn't Remington Steel reruns.
2: Well, that too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I did love some Remington Steel. I was pulling hard for him to be the next James Bond, so
0: It only just took a little longer than you expected.
2: Yeah, and what do you mean reruns? I was watching it when it was on
0: like. So <laughs> <pull up. laughs>
1: <laughs> we were watching them fresh.
2: That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so In the Blink of an Eye is a James Bond fan film that was uploaded by Kevin Cruxton back in May of 2021. It currently spots 13,250 views and runs about 11 and a half minutes, give or take. So it's not a huge drain on your time, folks. Of course, as per usual, check the show notes for the link. The film stars Isaac George as James Bond. Jaden Simmons as Blofeld, Lila Wright as Claw, Stephen Fagan as Oddjob, and in my notes I spelled odd job with one D, so that tells you where I was. Wow. Jason missed an opportunity for a D's nuts joke.
1: Pretty done one that <laughs> met my quota. <laughs>
0: All right. It also starred Trust Kazell as Jaws.
2: You gotta remember he's he's hungry right now. He's oh not that's <laughs> true, that's true.
0: Yeah, we did we did catch I was I was trying to
1: respect your synopsis reading, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I, but I now the
0: gloves respect. are off, my friend. I've moved up to respect. It only took God how many years? Okay, no, sorry, going back here. Uh Emma Pixley as money penny, Jackson Dawes as M. Mason Feeney as Q with a special appearance by Get This Folks George Lazenby as G. The film was written and directed by Kevin Croxton, who also wrote and arranged the original song for the movie, film whatever you'd like to call it. Had either of you heard of this fan film before I sent it to you? I
2: had not I have heard not. Of anything.
0: Nope. Nope. Okay, well, Uh, I kind of, I believe I actually got sent this one by Pat a few years ago. I just never got around (laughs) to getting it reviewed until now. Whoopsie me. All right, listeners, this is the part where I tell you to go ahead and watch this. Take 11 and a half minutes out of your day. Check out this fan film because Jason, Kathy and I are all going to spoil the heck out of this. With our lovely discussions And uh, subpar synopses When we get back So I'm going to take just a little Break, you can listen to the Trailer for the film And when we come back We will dive into it Operation
1: Stormfront Is almost at end Now The entire planet will be at the and call Of Spectre
0: He's here <laughs>
2: The name is Bond. James James Bond. Welcome, Mr. Bond.
0: Than the other okay, everybody back? Good. At an upscale casino, James Bond and his fellow agents are unable to prevent the kidnapping of wealthy CEO Stormy Jones by Oddjob and a gang of ninjas. Thankfully, one agent was quick enough to attach a tracker to the limo before it drove away. Back at headquarters, M informs 007 that the limo has been tracked to a monastery. Q hands out the usual techno goodies, and Bond even gets a quick pep talk from G. Bond and crew sneak into the monastery while Blofeld gives his Spectre agents and the audience some exposition about Operation Stormfront. Blofeld intends to use a weather satellite to create any type of weather anywhere in the world. Bond has not gone undetected, so Blofeld sends Jaws and Claw to welcome him. Bond quickly evades Jaws with the aid of a powerful magnet Q gave him, while Claw and her goons fall victim to knockout gas. Blofeld attempts his traditional chair spin and you're too late speech, but at this moment, Stormy Jones reveals herself to be Agent 008 in disguise. Cue the big fight scene between Spectre and MI6. Blofeld attempts to escape in the confusion But Bond is naturally one step ahead. Afterward, we see James and 008 drive off in a pretty snazzy Jaguar as the credits roll. And that is about as succinct as you can get for In the Blink of an Eye. So, Jason, Kathy, what do you two think of this? Uh, Let's go with Kathy first.
2: Well, I must say, I I was quite impressed. Am I allowed to give the big spoiler yet? Yeah, let's... Let's give the big spoiler. I was there they their kids, <laughs> their fifth and sixth grade kids. And I was like, from the opening moment, I was like, this is kind of impressive for a middle sc- or elementary school production. But what sold me had me. Oh, my gosh, this is amazing. That opening credit sequence, just <laughs> like the Bond <laughs> films. I was like, this is amazing. I love this.
1: <laughs> Jason, what about you? Man, I had a grin ear to ear through this whole thing. You know, my brother Death Probe and I, when we were kids, we used to pretend, act out the Bond movies, you know, and and just act out the stories. And this reminded me of that. These kids getting together and just having so much fun. And they did a really, really good job. I mean, the production value was really good. Billie Eilish should be embarrassed Because this song was better than hers <laughs> was, Whatever, was I love that
2: song <laughs> I like
1: this kid This this kid had more James Bond chomps Than Daniel Craig Okay, I'm getting all my, my Daniel Craig logos in And I like this Q better than Millennial Q This is like Gen Z Q And Gen Z Q is better than Millennial Q
2: No, uh, I disagree also, with that I disagree with that <laughs>
1: Now, in all seriousness, this was a lot of fun, uh, and I, I don't know—I don't know how they got George Lazenby to make a little cameo, but boy, that—that that was great. And um, yeah, the opening sequence, the uh, the, the little costumes, the, it was great. I had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, for everybody who didn't watch this, shame on you for not checking the show notes for the link. Uh, this was put on by the Parkview Music Club from Van Buren, Arkansas, a.k.a. somewhere around my old stomping grounds. Wow. Everything was filmed on location in Van Buren and Fort Smith, Arkansas, which are literally like right across the river from each other. So it's not like that, you know, it's not like they had to trek across the state.
2: Now, I'm trying to remember, did they show George Lassenby's name at the during the opening credits or was it a su- I
0: think no, I, that, they do show um, special appearance by George Lazenby. Oh, okay.
2: They shouldn't have done that. That should have been like a a surprise and not yeah. had him credited to the end. But maybe that was part of the deal.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we're on Lazenby. First of all, dude still looks pretty good to be on, getting up there. You know, take yeah. that, Sean. <laughs>
2: hey. Well, no. they they all look better than Sean right now, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean. Uh, the the character he plays G, I'm sure that was written specifically for this. I never found an, an instance of a a G anywhere in in like the Bond films.
1: Oh, I guess I, I'm guessing that's just a nod to
0: George. hmm I mean, I'm sure they they probably just like paid for a cameo and.
2: Well, you know, I've heard he's like he's one of the Bonds who actually kind of like thrives on giving fans, you know. Attention's not really the word I want to use, but giving back to the fans. Like he's the one that's really accepted the role and Hey, he did one movie, but he's, you know, he's part of that world. And I think he lives it up.
1: Mm-hmm. He did one movie, but it was a banger. Yeah. Now he can say he's been in two months.
2: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> True.
0: And it's still better than never say never again.
1: Oh, you watch your mouth now.
2: <laughs> I'd, I'd say it's better than Thunderball.
0: You need to stop. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. About now, <laughs> let's not say things we can't take back. It was better, Inspector. I'll say that.
2: <laughs> 90% of the people would say it's better than if you do a kill, but I. No. <laughs>
0: uh, I still like being on this network, so. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, you can see when, Kathy on Formally. <laughs> <laughs> <on hey, Bar. laughs>
2: I will never. I will never say anything bad about a view to a kill. I, Roger Moore is my first and Duran Duran is my ultimate. So I will never say anything bad about that movie.
1: I don't say anything bad about any bond movies, just millennial Q. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And Billy. These, Alice, these, kids were, these kids were cool though. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, and I, but just the chops of that kid playing bond at the end, like barely seeing over the dashboard of that car. <laughs>
2: I loved that. part. That was
1: so funny.
2: And he almost, he was, he was thinking about ejecting her and she looked at him and he was like, no, that's not happening. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Plus the fact, you know, like she towers over him by a good six inches.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> I think they did a pretty good job with uh having the two different girls, you know, very similar in look and, you know, because I didn't even, I didn't notice, you know.
0: Mm hmm. OK, so did you guys have any highs, lows, what those in particular you wanted to address?
2: Uh, let's see. Highs, lows, what those? I actually I've already kind of said one of my highs, which was the opening credit scene. As anyone who's watched any James Bond films, they know that that's one of the iconic moments of a James Bond film is the opening credits. And they did an amazing job. Like, it could have easily fit into an early James Bond movie. Like, mm-hmm. the visuals were that impressive to me. <laughs> the yep. silhouettes they did it was incredible. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: So, I have one more, but I'll let Jason go next so he can give a high or a low first if he wants to.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a high for the the character, who the, the actor who played Jaws. <laughs> Boy, did he, did he nail it that little kid? He, he had the suspenders, he had the shirt, he had the posture <laughs> on, he had the metal teeth. Oh, man, I, I was just, I, I was laughing. That was cool. I i got a kick out of that kid.
2: You liked him better than Blofeld? I think Blofeld, Blofeld was... <coughs> and the cat. I think the cat's name was Boomer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and since the... The kid that played Blofeld, you know, this one's their kids. The cat looks huge sitting in his lap. <laughs> oh, okay. true,
1: true. It's like a Siberian tiger or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'll go for a high slash what the. If uh, people weren't paying attention, there are no guns in this film. You know, absolutely no gunplay in a Bond film.
2: I didn't know they're kids. that. You're right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, you know, they all the all of Q's gadgets are like toys and crayons and stuff clever
2: yeah the the first time i watched it i'm like that's super cheesy but i guess because i did not hear him say to him specifically it looks like a box of crayons i'm like oh okay it makes more sense now at first Mm -hmm. i was like that does not even look like anything
0: (laughs) yeah q q talks a little fast (laughs) which i thought was really appropriate oh man kathy you got a round two
2: I do and my other biggest high for this film was the cinematography and the locations where they were the I think they there was a couple of guys that did some drone filming and I just thought the shots and the angles that they used and just the cinematography I I thought was fantastic I mean this I'm assuming that was part of Kevin Croxton's doing as the director um which I found out when I was doing a little research. He's actually an Emmy winner for um, a song he did for another um, short story or uh, short film or something. But anyway, I I think the cinematography was spot on. I thought it was incredible.
0: Wow, I did not know about the Emmy win. That is, (laughs) that bumps this one up a little bit higher now. Jason, what about you? You know, before No Time to Die
1: came out, the lads and I sat around, and, and, and we were all excited about the the coming out of the movie. as a good movie, I'm not going to – I'll just say that right from the get-go. No no complaints. But we talked about what we wanted to see in this Bond film. And a couple of things that I brought up was I wanted to see the 007 – I wanted to hear the 007 theme in a big uh, epic fight, like the ninjas in the volcano or, you know, the – the raid on you know in in spy who loved me on the ship you know that i i wanted to see that and i got those things from these little kids and it brought a smile to my face as soon as i heard that dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like yes this is a, this is so much fun and exciting and those kids were having such a great time out there just roughhousing and it was it was fun to watch so. <laughs> that's another high for me it really delivered on all the things that I think
0: makes James bond special I mean that that says it all right there folks you, they reached out and touched Jason's heart
2: they did man they had <laughs> <laughs> just, just, it sounds like y'all. <laughs> it sounds like y'all might need to get this Kevin Croxton guy on the episode of uh rookie agents because
1: they need to think about that yes <laughs> that happened. ring him up
2: <laughs> he he's on Twitter. I'll I'll send him a message on Twitter.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh man.
2: <laughs> Clinton, do you have a second round?
0: Oh gosh, I did, but I kind of lost it thinking about Jason <laughs> just reliving his childhood through through all these kids. All these
1: kids are just reminding me of what a childhood it was.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the only other thing I could probably bring up is. It's another high slash what the that when they uh, first move in to have their little fight scene for about 10 seconds, it becomes a musical
2: oh, yeah. because they're uh, a
0: choir group. Yeah. Yeah. And it but it doesn't take you out of the movie. It just works so well for me. And
1: it's also kind of the tune of the Bond theme. you know? right, yes. right.
2: I think that's the I think that's the main reason why it doesn't really take you out of it. But. I'm a girl. I love musicals. So I don't know that it would have bothered me anyway.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I was a theater kid. So <laughs> again, musicals are just kind of like, Oh, okay. So we're going with it.
1: <laughs> I guess this is happening.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we're singing again.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to, I mean, I grew up watching fame. I wanted to be in that high school where you broke into what song that, and bro- dance in the middle of this <laughs> lunchroom, you know, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I'm with Jason. You wanted to live forever? Exactly. <laughs> you were going to learn it. how to fly?
2: I'm going to fly. Fame! And then we have Jason's favorite band, Who Wants to Live Forever. <laughs> oh, that's
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> which was the song from Highlander, which had Sean Connery, which brings us full circle. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my. This is what
2: happens, Clinton. We just hijacked the show. You You would think me and Jason never talk to anybody else outside of when we podcast because we never shut up.
0: (laughs) Hey, here, you know, almost three dozen episodes or so in, and I'm not sure I've hosted a single one of them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I do have a couple. I don't know. Are we going to do a third round? Are we going to do. Okay.
0: If you you got anything else to add, go right ahead. Yeah, I'm
2: I'm, I'm pulling a pat. Well, and this is more of my I did kind of a pro con list or, you know, things I did like things I didn't like. I had like overall, like would I have been able to do this when I was in fifth or sixth grade? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) These kids did such a great job, but it's the little things that um, were the fight scenes. Great. Not necessarily. But I think it's an age thing where. You know, when you're that age, you're just not sure of your body. You're not confident. And so, like, when they were the very first um, scene when they were outside by the car and they were, like, crouching over and, like, walking like they were trying to be. I'm like, y'all do not look menacing (laughs) right now. (laughs) But I think it was just because they're more menacing
1: than Roger Moore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, now, watch it. (laughs) But uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just you're at that kind of clumsy, lanky you know, don't know what to do with your body kind of age. So, you know, I don't really take that much away. And I'd mentioned to uh, Clinton kind of uh, off video where the ADR that they did or the voiceovers they did at the very, very opening scene with Bond and Stormy, I think was her name. That was throwing me off a little bit. But again, those are just little them. Oh, and the costumes didn't really fit on some of the guys, but again, that's just little little nitpicks, but overall you
1: know, What's funny was when Clinton sent me the the link to the YouTube, you know how it has a little picture? mm mm-hmm. you know, A little clip from the movie. And I, I saw it and I was like, this kid looks like this guy looks like he's twelve. Like I, I <laughs> assumed it was gonna be adults, you know, and I was like has this guy even Passed puberty yet? <laughs>
2: And the answer that would be no. No. <laughs> he hasn't.
0: The real question is, would he be able to play Robin in the 1940s Batman serial?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that kid, the the creepy kid y'all were talking about with the, the spiky hair. He could have probably pulled it off.
2: Yeah. Hey, hey, that had to have been, like we were saying, that had to have been kind of a, a play on Joker, even though that's a completely different franchise. But mm-hmm. I, I did not get his, I didn't I didn't get what he was working, what he was trying to do.
1: Well, you know, if I can get serious for for just a just a minute, you know, in the in the world of James Bond, you know, there there is a lot of concern that the Bond movies are, you know, are are kind of stuck in the, you know, in a generation. Uh, when when I was a kid, you know, Bond was passed down. My love for Bond was passed down to me, you know, from my father. And I passed it on or tried to pass it on to my kids. And, you know, and and now it takes so long for a Bond movie to, to get out. And they're so serious. Uh, it's really we worry that that the next generation of kids won't, you know, won't want to be Bond fans like, like we are. And so when I saw this and I saw those kids really celebrating all things Bond and, and and just uh, having such a good time and loving every minute of it. And it was, you know, it was, it was boys, girls, you know, girls as double O's, boys as double O's, girls as villains, boys as, and like, and they just mixed it all up. And it just made, made me feel good. It made me feel good to see all those kids just having fun with James Bond.
2: I completely agree. Because you could tell they were taking it seriously. They were not just, you know. Yeah, off and playing around. So yeah, no, I totally get that. You're right. They obviously, I'm um, they had to have, you know, watched at least a few of the films to, you know, be able to portray those characters. I mean, even down to Money Penny, like throwing the yeah. hat and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure their their teacher, coach, whatever you want to call them, had to have shown them several of the films before this.
1: You're probably right probably right
0: speaking of money penny like how good is the the little playful banter back and forth between her and james <laughs> and it's only there for like 30 seconds
2: Mm-hmm. it's great but that's you know that's kind of the time allowance they get in the,
0: mm-hmm. the
2: major motion pictures too is you know they get their couple of minutes of you know little witty banter and that's all they need
0: Oh what do you guys think of the the pulling the mask off? Did it feel a little more Mission Impossible to you than James Bond? Or, I mean, is it just me?
1: Yeah, it did for me. I mean, it, it did have that Mission Impossible feel, and uh, you know, maybe a little Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I gotta say though, by the time we got to that part, you know, the third act with the with with the big reveal, well, I thought the reveal was clever. Number one. Oh, yeah. I thought- I was like, oh snap! <laughs> and, uh, uh, and so it didn't really bother me. I, like, I was grinning year to year by that point.
2: Yeah, I agree. I I didn't. I wasn't offended by it in the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, this is one of those things like watching it five, six, ten times, and I'm just like, well, you know, yeah, you kind of nitpick a little bit after a little while, and start doing a podcast about these things. But
2: yeah, like the kid, like. Um, The one who played M and like him pointing at the picture and I'm like, that's a black piece of paper. That's not a picture of anything. There's no map (laughs) on that piece of paper. (laughs) Like you could have like you could have put something there other than a shiny black piece of paper. Yeah.
0: But it's all good.
2: Yeah, that's why I would be a perfect continuity expert because I noticed (laughs) things, tiny things like that.
1: Well, it is kind of funny because, you know, Clinton, you and I did a Bond film, oh, well, was it, a year or two ago, I guess, maybe?
0: Yeah, somewhere about that.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of funny when you see, like, adults playing James Bond because, like, nobody has the swagger of Pierce or Raj or Sean or or, or George or even Daniel, you know? Daniel's got got the swagger, man. I'll say that for him. And so it looks kind of goofy when you see adults trying to be like, oh, this is this is a, here's a fan fanboy." It's like me trying to play James Bond. It's like, yeah, you know, maybe James Bond if he's trying to make a run on a buffet line or something. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, James Bond, you
2: know. I'm, oh, the, I'm the I'm the 52 uh, year old money penny that's just like hates coming into work every day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're just on, on the computer like checking how much you have in your retirement savings. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <fly out>. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. How much money? A penny.
2: How much do I have in deferred first- comp? Oh. <laughs> oh man. I ate my emotions for James Bond not coming and taking me away with him, so <laughs> I just ate all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, boy. Yeah, I, I get exactly what you're saying, Jason. You know, the the adults come in and they try to live out the fantasy or they think they can do it so much better or, or at least hold a candle to what everybody else has done, and, and the kids just came in and, and just had fun.
1: Dude, I've raised... Two boys, man. And I've had to go to so many school plays and recycles and everything. <laughs> this one would have been, I've like, hey, I see encore. Encore.
2: <laughs> well, now I will say, and hopefully, because I know Jason's a fan of this franchise too, but after I watched this film, their next film came up, which I think they were up for several awards four is and it's longer i think it's like 45 minutes to an hour of indiana jones and mm-hmm. i watched like the first five minutes and i'm like i'm gonna have to watch this because it looks <laughs> in, it looks incredible well, and i, I think it's the it's the same it's the same group of kids i don't know if it's all the same like it might be a year or two different with the with the kids but it's the same group
0: mm-hmm. you're gonna have to link me to that one kathy
2: i absolutely will <laughs> next assignment.
0: Next <laughs> <laughs> assignment, 7 o seven.
2: It's gotta be better than Dial of Destiny. But anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, look at us racking on the big films that we know how to make.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All righty. Well I think we've pretty well covered that. Anybody got any last little bits they want to add? Just a lot of fun. Thanks for uh thanks for letting me partake.
2: Absolutely. I definitely think it's it's worth More than the the 12 minutes you have to spend watching it. I've watched it several times and enjoyed it quite a bit. So everybody needs to check it out.
0: Oh, yeah. This is one that definitely holds up. You have a lot of fun. And even if you are like a James Bond novice, this one is still kind of fun. Because you just get to see. As long as you understand the, the tropes of the whole secret agent thing. You get to see kids having fun. Being secret agents and either saving the world or trying to take it over, we're just petting a really big cat.
2: <laughs> and I think because the the directing and the cinematography were so good, I think that helps in not it not being like a cheesy little like in your basement kind of movie, right? You know, it felt like a a big budget fan film.
1: It did have some production value. Yep. You're right about that. Those
0: kids probably sold a lot of candy bars.
2: <laughs> well, and somebody in the credits, uh, I think somebody just let them bar That was actual somebody's Jaguar. Yeah. You know, Christy yeah, somebody. It, I'm like, what, what kind of money's Christy yeah, making? Somebody-
0: oh, yeah. um, Yeah, th- there are some people in the Van Buren-Fort Smith area that definitely know how to roll.
2: Yeah, and it was the Bonneville house. Is that like a historic house, or is that actually like somebody's…
0: uh I really don't remember, to tell you the honest truth. It it didn't come up much when I was a teenager. Gotcha. (laughs) You know, that that wasn't the things we were interested in going to see. (laughs) All righty, Jason, Kathy, I appreciate you joining me down here. And I'm really glad you both enjoyed the fan film as much or possibly even more than I did.
2: I really did. This was a great idea. Thanks again for inviting me. I know I'm not the expertise that, like I said, the Albrecht brothers are, but I appreciate you letting me hone in a little bit into the James Bond world.
0: Hey, I don't always ask for experts. I just ask for somebody to know what it is that they're diving into.
2: And someone willing to talk. And you know I like to do that.
1: (laughs) And hopefully not forget to lock the basement door behind us. So don't forget to lock the basement door if you're the last out, Got got it, got it.
0: Okay, I'll remember to lock it when I'm the last one out.
1: <laughs> no, 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 Clinton. You stay down there and you continue to edit and uh, and produce some more uh, some more material for us. We're oh, gonna make okay.
2: a speedy getaway in our Jaguar out of my garage that I stay in <laughs> when I'm at the the uh, what is it called the Crusade? Bonavit house. <laughs> the what? The Hobbit House? <laughs> you say? What you? What do y'all I'm call it? I'm gonna start calling
0: it? it that now.
2: What do y'all call it? Y'all don't call it a house. What do y'all call it? Estate mansion.
0: LBC Headquarters?
2: Headquarters, that's it. That's it. Oh, right.
0: LBC Headquarters. Yeah. That's right. All right. So
2: me and, me and Jason are going to make our quick getaway from the garage where I normally stay in LBC Headquarters.
0: Ah. All right. Well, before you do that and get back to all your bear fight training and so forth, uh, do let people know where else they can find you two on the network. Kathy, start with you.
2: Well, on the network, you can find me. Sometimes I am a guest on Jason and Jared show, Action Film Face-Off. I also host my own show called LBC Irregulars, a Sherlock Holmes uh, podcast about Jeremy Brett's 1980s, 90s Sherlock Holmes. On social media, you can find me on pretty much anything at AUKathy2418, and that's Kathy with a K.
0: Okay, and Jason, how about you?
1: Oh, you can find me all over the long box crusade. Uh, umbrella here. I'm, uh, I'm on a bunch of different shows. Um, you can find me on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast, Rogue Agents, and on social media you can find me at Jason Albrick on threads and at Jason Albrick on Instagram.
0: Alrighty, and as usual you can find me down here in the basement because God knows somebody has to be. So I will let these two get back to their wonderful, wonderful lives of sunlight and happiness and and I'll stay down here, play a couple of promos, and come back with some listener feedback. Monthly, monthly, monthly.
1: It's
2: action film face
1: off. Hello, I'm Jason the Weasel Skull Albrick, and I'd like to tell you about a podcast I do with my brother, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. Action Film Face Off! Yes, thank you, Jared. Action Film Face Off is a podcast where my brother and I, who are both military combat vets,
2: Jason was a Navy SEAL!
1: Jason was not a Navy SEAL. Jason was a military intelligence wing. But anyway, in each episode of Action Film Face-Off, we select two different action films. Some of them have Chuck Norris. Technically speaking, none of them have had Chuck Norris yet. But it could happen, because we use a randomizer set between 1970 and modern day to select our two films. So you'll always get two films, each from a different year.
0: Our randomizer has spikes on it!
1: We use a Google random number generator, so it does not have spikes on it. And we put the films into our Video Dome arena.
0: It also has spikes.
1: It does not have spikes. (laughs) But we discuss the films and score them through six different rounds of criteria. I score Bob films very high. Okay, that's true. But anyway, by the end of the episode, we crown one of the action films the champion of action film Face-Off. Next episode, Jason bites a bear. (laughs) Jason is not fighting a bear, <laughs> but please give our show a listen. We're part of the Longbox Crusade Network of Shows.
0: Pat Samson killed a man with a sword once. Ah!
1: I can neither confirm nor deny that statement, but you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers under Longbox Crusade, or you can subscribe to just our show by searching for Action Film Faceoff.
2: Come see the blood
0: fly!
1: And that's action film face-off. We do, indeed, invite you to come and
0: see The Blood Fly.
2: I just said that.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking with me. This is, of course, the feedback portion of the show. I want to give a quick shout-out. Thanks and all that to Jason and Kathy for joining me down here. We had a lot of fun, as you can tell. I also want to give a quick shout out to all the Crusader Club members because without you, this network doesn't happen. All right. So last episode, I had the irredeemable Shag down here to talk about Star Trek First Frontier. And you people really love your Star Trek or you really love Shag? Um, One of those would have your taste coming into question. But either way. That episode, I think, got more social media love than just about any of them I've had so far. This is a huge list of names, so apparently everybody really loved that fan film. I'm, I'm hoping that's what it is. Anyway, this list is all, all around the social medias that I could find. We got show love from Pat Sampson, Chris Statos, Martin Gray, Billy Dunleavy, Derek William Crabb, Robin Hood Bold Outlaw, Auburn Elvis, The Hammer Strikes, Delvin Williams, The Irredeemable Shag, David Ace Gutierrez, Ranger Gord, Brett Young, Ronald Dwayne Montgomery, Kathy Bright, Mike Garvey, TARDIS CAPTAIN, Paul Hicks, Matt Max Maxpocalypse, Comic Foyle, Tim Price, Sean M. Myers, Gregory Litchfield, Chris Lydon, Oreo the Arrow... History of Comics on Film, Andy Leyland, Bill Beer, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, James Connell, and Superman Radio Revisited. I greatly appreciate all that love, folks. Uh, We got a few comments. Chris from Professor Frenzy says, Great guest, great host, great discussion, great episode. Uh, Chris, I'm going to have to agree with you on at least half of that. probably even three quarters of it. And our good friend Gene Hendricks mentions that, uh, you know, he, he pointed out the similarities between uh, his set of trick fan films and stuff that happens on the uh, First Frontier fan film. But I wanted to point out, he, he says, "'It just occurred to me that this fan film has a character named Robert who is getting back onto a starship and whose wife is the chief medical officer.'" "'Where have I heard that before?' Also, the end of upgrade is my contribution to ship porn in the fan films, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, Jean. Jean also continues that I hit the wrong button. Jean continues saying, "Now this is the kind of film that I like. Let's fill in the gaps, and if you have to use the Enterprise, use a completely different crew." Of course, I'm a bit biased. Yeah, you might be Jean, but you know, we're we're not knocking your set of fan films either. We just you know are pointing out that these guys did a great job too. Alrighty, that is it for the direct feedback. I want to thank everybody again for listening, sticking with us, liking, sharing all that fun stuff. and I hope you will come back and join me again for another fan film Friday. Today you can take your telephone, your 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 cell phone. And you can make a movie on that if it's a really cool movie and it's funny and it's dramatic or whatever, you can post it on YouTube. If you want to make films and you want to tell stories, you can do it.
1: After all, all art is experience.
0: But if you're obsessed with film and you love to tell stories and you love working in that medium, uh, then... Uh,
2: uh oh. Uh oh. Jason. He's cussing right now, by the way. <laughs> Will we have to let him back in, or can he just click on the thing again?
0: Um, I do not know. I was afraid of that. I just got booted off.
2: Oh, oh you're back. You're here back. you are. Hurry, Jason. Let's go. Ah, uh, we're out. <laughs> Bye.